What if I told you that you could live the life of your dreams? What if I told you that you learn a lot in high school and some of it's helpful, but none of it really prepares you for the real world? Where do you learn how to start your own business? How to pick a career? How to grow and excel by doing what you love and not what you were told? How to pay taxes and invest? Who teaches you how to win with your money and live your best life in the process? I do. You're listening to Mia Reveals. What's up, podcast family? How's everybody doing? I hope that you all are doing well. Welcome to the show that is committed to helping you win with your money and live your best life in the process. Y'all, this is episode 10. Not including the bonus pod um, that we did for the student loans, we are 10 episodes in. I'm here for it. Can't tell you the last time I posted a YouTube video, but we're hanging tight on the pod. So here's to celebrating the small victories. Isn't it amazing how slow time can feel for some things, but then how quickly it'll pass for others? Anyway, we're still in the investing crash course. Last week was really fun for me. Had the opportunity to answer a question about how to invest. If you don't think that you can afford it, definitely an episode I think that you should check out if you haven't. But today we're gonna start diving into other investment options. Outside of investing in the stock market or Forex or crypto, you can also invest in real estate, your business, someone else's business. We've talked about that a little bit in an earlier episode and even in yourself. So let's get started. We're going to jump right into real estate. Real estate, I think, is the next biggest thing, quote unquote. And just like several of the investment methods we have already discussed, there are also different strategies for investing in real estate as well. For one, just owning property in and of itself is an investment. Even if you never plan to sell or rent the property, just owning it is an investment. As it increases in value, your net worth increases, even if you don't readily have access to it. It's called unrealized income because you don't actually see your equity in your bank account. But if you leave that property as an inheritance, then your children have the option to liquidate the property and gain access to its full value. Or they can keep it and rent it and realize income that way. Or they can just keep it and live in it. Save money by not having to buy their own if they don't want to. And remember, the property is still increasing in value. As long as it's maintained, of course. Either way, owning property is an investment that helps you build generational wealth. Another way that you can invest in real estate is by flipping property. You know how we talk about investing versus trading? Investing is more so that long-term venture where you buy and you hold, whereas trading is that quick turnaround buy and sell. Well, buying a house to own it is kin to investing, while house flipping is more similar to trading. Just like I tell you, trading on the market requires a huge knowledge base in order to increase the odds of success. Well, house flipping is typically left to those with experience in real estate, knowing how to value it, market it, um, and renovate it for some. When you buy property to flip it, your goal is to buy it. Some seek to improve it, increase the value over a short period of time, and sell it so that they still make a profit even after the expenses that they put into it. Now, unlike trading, I am not as opposed to house flipping. It's definitely risky, I will give you that, 
but with the proper training and preparation, statistically, house flippers do see success. There are significant returns on investment for a lot who take this strategy on. Some people don't want to invest in improving properties, so they benefit more from knowing when something is undervalued. Much like successful traders or investors who know when a stock is undervalued, so they buy it and wait for the value to increase, these type of house flippers will buy an undervalued property and sit on it for a few months before selling it and realizing that increase due to the true market value. Other flippers will buy property, maybe older property, and renovate it modernize it which will increase the value this takes a little longer to do but it is still considered a short-term investment strategy the risk lies in not being able to sell the property within the short timeline that most flippers operate in if a flipper takes out a loan for a mortgage and is unable to sell the home then they need to have the cash ready to pay the mortgage until it is sold and if they don't have the cash then that investment turns sour real quick for that reason, a lot of flippers pay cash for the homes, but again, if they unload all of their cash on a home and fail to sell it in time, then they, do, um, they don't risk bankruptcy because there is no mortgage due, but they are still strapped for cash for any other must-pays or liabilities that they are responsible for. Flippers definitely benefit from foreclosed properties and properties with tax liens on them. Speaking from experience, that is the approach that I would take, being that I don't have all of the prerequisite knowledge and valuation and how to flip properties for the best price. Like in this current market, I don't know if this is a good time to start flipping houses. I do know that a lot of people who were previously renting their homes kick their tenants out so they could sell their homes and realize the extreme increase in value this current housing market has caused. But without extensive research, I couldn't say for sure whether flippers are having success in this market. From the knowledge that I do have, I would assume so. I would say that flipping is still profitable, but I would also bet that the profits are not as much as in previous years. And I'm willing to bet on that, okay? Mark my words there. Another way that investors take advantage of the real estate market is purchasing property to rent it. They buy property, maybe live in it for a little while, but instead of selling it, they rent it. As long as the housing market in the region of the property, meaning the property is in a location where there will be a healthy supply of renters, then this investment method is twofold. You build wealth by realizing the income from the rental profits and you build wealth through the unrealized income of your property increasing in value. Like all investments, real estate is risky. There is risk to lose money and lose value. If you simply want to own property to raise your family and live your life, you won't be as concerned. But if your goal is to invest in property and see a return on that investment, then you need to be cognizant of where you buy, what you buy, um, what's going on around the neighboring communities, things of that nature. There are other ways to invest in real estate, but those are the more popular methods, I'll say. The next lucrative investing option is investing in the business ideas or concepts of others. Why is this profitable? Well, how do you think companies got on the public market to begin with? It all starts with an idea. Just because you know about it today doesn't mean that you knew about it when it first started in someone's garage or basement or bedroom. You know about DoorDash and Uber and Amazon now, but how did they make it to the point of becoming household names? 
they had initial investors. There are several stages of financing before a company can go public. We kind of touched on this in a previous episode, meaning there are levels of support that a small business can get in order to grow and become wildly successful. There's seed money, there's startup financing, which is different from seed money. There's first round financing, second round financing, third round financing, and then finally fourth round financing, which is normally the last step before the company goes public. Now, we talked about Jeff Bezos, whose parents gave him $250,000 in seed money to help him with Amazon. His parents, in this case, are what you would call angel investors. That's just the term for friends or family members who help invest and support startup companies. Some have little to no knowledge of the product or service that you're providing. They just know you and want to support. And that's great. Like that's the best type of investor to have. And then you may have friends who are knowledgeable and just happen to have money and see your business as a good investment opportunity. They are more or less silent partners. They really don't care what you do as long as you are successful and end up getting them a return on their money. But venture capitalists, they take more of an active role in their investments. Sometimes they orchestrate the raising of funds for the small business, meaning they may invest their money to a certain extent, but they also solicit money from other willing investors. They also help to oversee and advise, so they're not as silent. They want to make sure that their investment pays off. They basically invest, help to make the business a success, and then get out with their profits before the company goes public. Simply put, anything that has the potential to result in a return on your investment, that is, if you spend money on something that could actually turn around and make you money, it's an investment. You can be an angel investor, you can be a venture capitalist, but the point is you are looking for a return on that investment at some point or another. And that's why investing in your own business is profitable. If you want to be an entrepreneur or you have an idea for a business that you know could be successful, then you have to look at the initial expenses as investments that will eventually turn a profit for you and pay for itself as well as your lifestyle. And that's kind of why people go into debt for an education, which I do not recommend. Let me go on the record as saying, I highly recommend college, okay? I highly recommend education, but not at the expense of graduating in debt. There are too many ways to go to college for free. And if you can't do it that way, then go get a trade. There is nothing wrong with that. There are a lot of options out there that pay very well. Go make you some money and invest it back into your education. Go get your college degree that way. I am not one of those people who say that you need college to be successful because I don't believe that. Even did a YouTube video on it. But I do absolutely believe that education is everything. I believe that knowledge is power, like a thousand percent. Knowledge is everything and the more of it you have, the better off you will be. There are just honestly some things that college will teach you that life necessarily won't or you have to learn it the extremely hard way. There are just definite benefits to an education that I stand by. But there are investing opportunities all around you every day. And just like I recommend a diverse stock market portfolio, I suggest that you invest in more than one way. Why? I'm the perfect example. The stock market is killing me right now. I normally don't check it, but every so often, but now I just look at it hoping for a turnaround. I'm not touching it, okay? I'm not moving anything around. I'm not selling anything. Remember, when the market is on a downward slope, it looks like you're losing, but it's not a loss if you don't touch it. If you don't sell it, then you're not accepting the loss. 
you'll get it all back and then some once the market recovers it's just like when the heck is the market gonna recover already but guess what even though my index funds aren't doing the best right now my property is the value in the increase of our home is definitely outweighing any perceived loss that we may be experiencing in our market investments. So that's why it's important to invest and also have more than one type of investment. So that in my case, just because my market investments are suffering, that does not mean that all of my investments are suffering because that's not true. One of my investments is doing really well while the other one is not but the increase in one is definitely more than the loss of the other so i hope that makes sense and with that this will conclude our 10th episode thank you for listening and for all those who support the podcast i really do appreciate it if you enjoyed this you should go follow me on instagram at mia underscore reveals underscore yt i share financial advice motivation life lessons all that on a very regular basis i'm going to keep plugging my youtube channel mia reveals simply because there is great information already there okay and there is a lot that i'm working on behind the scenes it just hasn't made it to the platform yet so subscribe it's coming i promise my website will help link you to it all niareveals.com i never say anything about it but i have a blog on my website too y'all i'm so serious about this when the time allows you will seriously have access to so much knowledge so much financial literacy on whatever platform you like whether you prefer to listen on the pod watch on the tube or read on the blog i got you until the next time